0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the DC Power Play. I'm your host, Sabir, and you can find me on Twitter at PleaseWinDC. As usual, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Drew and Amanda. They're also on Twitter as well. You can find Drew at RoboStop10, and Amanda is AWhite7877. So just to remind you guys, we do this podcast for one of the top sports websites in the district. Uh, It's called DMVSportsNetwork.com. And you can follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. There's a lot of great daily content on the website, uh, which includes all things DC sports in addition to college sports as well. So um, please be sure to check out the website and subscribe to our podcast. If you enjoy listening to us, Uh, we are, you can find us uh, wherever podcasts are available, which includes Apple podcasts, Google play and SoundCloud as well. So let's jump right into our usual, uh, game recaps from the week, guys, which starts with um, the game or the Caps lost at Buffalo Sabres, a 5-2 loss. Uh, this is in my notes I have written down, that it was pretty much a sleepy start honestly from both teams, not just the Caps, but um, Sabres come out on top 5-2. Uh, Ovechkin scored a really great uh, even strength goal um, to make the score 2-1 Buffalo, but uh, eventually Buffalo just started pulling away um, The Sabres had four power play chances. They scored on one. Um, and then just kind of a funny note, the Caps actually won the faceoff percentage this time, but <laughs> they still lost the game. So It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, uh, almost. But um, yeah, they didn't look too good this game. I kind of kept feeling like, all right, we're going to get into it. We're eventually going to tie it up. But uh, it wasn't meant to be um, this game. Any, any notes on that game, Amanda, for you?
1: Yeah, um, you know, not the way they wanted to end the road trip, certainly. Um, This was Haglund's debut, which was good. He was good in the game. Obviously, the Caps did not come out on top, but it was, you know, Haglund's been a pest for the Caps for a long time, so it was nice Mm -hmm. to see him being a pest for us instead of against us.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, That uh, he did have that bit with Skinner where he, you know, got wrapped up in his skate with a stick, and I can't believe Skinner made it back in that game. It looked bad. Very bad. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, there wasn't much good to say about this. Another bad start for the Caps. I mean, they've, they've had a real problem with giving up goals early in games, and, and this was no exception. Um, too many penalties, which we've talked about ad nauseum, mm-hmm. and uh, gave up yet another hat trick, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, they've done. I don't even, I'd have to look at the stats. I should have looked it up before we recorded here, but I think they may have given up more than any other team in hockey this year.
0: Wow. That's such a weird stat.
1: Yeah, so that's it. I don't have much else to say. That was not a good game. But, um, you know, they did come out of that road trip with three wins and three losses. And, you know, the the Metro's so tight right now, they needed every point.
0: Yeah, I agree. And was that a Holpey start? I don't remember.
1: That one was, yes. Okay. That one was Holpey. And then the next day, the Rangers was uh, Copley. Was Copley.
0: Yeah. Drew, any thoughts on the Buffalo game?
2: Yeah, you know, it was kind of um typical matinee. Um, you know, got to 2-2, and then in the third period, it's, you know, they just, I don't know what happened. They just, Buffalo had their groove, and, uh, you know, the I think the Caps just continued to make those mistakes with passes and not just, um, you know, executing as best as they could, and Buffalo took advantage of it. You know, and, you know, Reinhardt had a great game, I and mean, he had beat Holpe with a, a couple great shots, Um, but there were some defensive breakdowns, you know, and they, they earned that 5-2 win. Yeah,
0: no doubt, and that was almost, it's not an excuse, but it was a much more important game for Buffalo than the Caps, just because Buffalo has started to slip behind. The wild card race—they needed two points. Um, yeah, that winning
1: streak of theirs feels like it was a long time yeah, ago.
0: Seriously, and it just shows you that even streaks like that early in the season, it doesn't guarantee you anything. Um, but but regardless, uh, you know, we'd like to see the Caps play better against a team like that. I thought it would have been a challenge for them, especially on the road, and they weren't able to rise to the challenge. Um, but then the very next game was another. You know, I mean, this was a wild game against the Rangers a 6-5 overtime victory for the Caps. Um, but this was another slow start for the Caps, giving up a goal in the first, what, 20 seconds or something?
1: 21 seconds, I think.
0: Just just ridiculous. I think they just don't play well in the afternoon, maybe. <laughs> These matinees don't do very well for them. But at least the Caps were able to score uh, some goals this game, and they scored in bunches. Um, but the, the kind of bad news or... A negative thing to see is that a depleted and young Rangers team really took the Caps to the brink uh, at in Washington. So, um, and you know, if you think about it, they probably should have beat us in overtime. They had a lot of good chances. Yeah, oh,
1: the entire overtime yeah. felt like they were in the cap zone. I couldn't believe it when they finally, you know, we got into their zone and scored. I, yeah. I don't, I don't frankly think the Caps deserve to win this game. Um, they gave up the lead twice i think you know they let it get tied
0: yeah we had a couple of two goal leads i think and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah and there's the
1: bad first. defense again
0: yeah and it shows the rangers you know they they never go away but you know you should play better defense and not allow a team like that to put a five on you um you know caps scored six total goals but no one on the caps was more than a plus one this game uh just shows you because uh because Rangers were able to fight back in this game, uh, every time you thought we had them knocked out, but mm-hmm. through this game, did you did you get to see all of it? Uh, what do you think about it?
2: Um, yeah the the Ranger game, I, I watched the whole thing, and I, I just thought I was on a roller coaster the entire time during overtime. Um, just one, you know, it's one of the things about three on three overtime that's really really exciting. Uh, it's unpredictable it's wide open fast paced um, I the game was great it, it was just back and forth the whole game the Rangers played hard they played well um, especially a team that's not necessarily going to the playoffs but they gave their their a game all night and I thought that um, the cats had some moments that not so good but you know others that they, they really played well and I was glad they ended up with the two points.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was from an entertainment standpoint, it was a great game. It was fun to watch, but from a perspective of this is a team that's, you know, presumably got designs on repeating as a, as cup champions, this isn't the kind of game you should be giving up two goal leads to a team like the Rangers.
0: Nope. I agree completely. Um, But the good news at the end of it, we were just happy to get two points out of that. That would have been demoralizing to lose that in (laughs) overtime. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, going forward to the next game, this one did not start very well, but it ended really nicely for the Caps. We played a terrible Ottawa team and beat them seven to two. Um, this was a game where it was again, panic at the start down two nothing to a team that has no business being up against you. Um, but I, I kind of knew that once the Caps were able to get one goal, they would score in bunches like they've done a bunch of times and they did. They did just that in this game. Um, it you know we were down 2-0 early in the first, but by the end of the first, it was either tied or it was 3-2 Caps. I can't remember. Um, but balanced scoring throughout this game. Uh, the last 13 goals for the Caps. So against Ottawa and Rangers, none of them came from Ovechkin. So that just shows you the balance. And uh, you know I have written down that Wilson has you know he's reached a career high in goals. He's now at 18. Um, And I'm just glad that uh, we were able to hold Ottawa to under three goals and we only were penalized once, which was something I was looking. Yeah, that was one of my
1: notes, too, is finally staying out of the box a little bit better.
0: Yeah, that was something I was watching for. You know, how many goals are you going to give up and are you really going to take three or four penalties against a bad team? Um, But fortunately, they didn't. They they played the way they should have. But yeah, any other notes from you guys on that game?
1: Oh, she had a really good game. Yeah. Um, And it was nice to see, you know, there was some reporting after how they kept trying to put him back out there for the hat trick. And he just was like, no, you know, he's really such a team player. Um, That was nice to see. And of course, scoring seven unanswered goals is always good, but they really, another bad start. I mean, the, the slow starts in the first period are really concerning. I mean, we are, we are in the home stretch of the season now. And, you know, we've got some hard games, We've got three games against the lightning coming up. They have got to figure out a way not to, give up goals so early in the game because they're always chasing the game they're always playing from behind and you know even a game like this against a terrible Ottawa team you know they there's no reason why they should be they should be playing from a position of trying to catch up
0: yeah I playing like that against a better team you know slowing I mean starting so slow is not going to bode well uh you know throughout the rest of that game so I think, you know, we'll see them play the Islanders coming up, but they can't go down two goals early to them because the Islanders will just clamp down and not give you anything at that point.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, Drew, do you have any
0: takeaways from the Ottawa game? It's pretty much a blowout.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the first, you know, they came out against kind of sleepily, first five minute five, what, five or, mm, about five or ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, of the period before they kind of got um, going. But once they did, you can just see what this team can do when they actually kind of really put forth that effort. I mean, sometimes, like I said, we, we say that they kind of are, kind of work sleepily, um, where they, you know, kind of go through the motions, it seems. But, um, you know, it, a game they should have won, a, game, a team they should have beat, um, and they need every two points that they can get right now with the, with the East being kind of pretty tight, uh, in its own right, pretty much from wild card up to even the Islanders. Yeah. Um, you know, the Islanders are playing tonight. They're going to probably, they were up five, yeah, one. They, I they saw. just
0: won six to one.
2: So, you know, they are two points ahead with one game in hand and they play on the Island tomorrow. So, you know, it's going to be a, a four point game, uh, you know, one of those four point games in the East. Uh-huh. So we'll see how, how it goes, but. Uh, other, otherwise, I thought that you know, outplayed Ottawa pretty well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, so before we move on, guys, we just want to remind the listeners of the DMV Sports Network's library podcast that's on the website. Right now, there are nine active shows, which includes team shows for the Redskins, Caps, Nationals, Wizards, and Ravens. Uh, we also have a pair of mixed bag shows called It's About Time DC and Dom and Thunder um so all of these shows are available where podcasts are available as well as the website so please give us um you know some type of feedback or a subscription or a like all of that is really appreciated so let's now uh talk about a couple of the trades that happened through the deadline uh drew and i were able to discuss the Haglin trade in the last pod but we weren't able to talk about jensen because that didn't happen yet so now that we know all of the trades that the caps have made what what are your thoughts on um, the caps acquiring haglin and jensen you know do you like both of these acquisitions uh, do you think they fit in well amanda
1: yeah i do like both of these acquisitions and i really like that they were able to make both of these trades without getting rid of burkoski i i thought for sure in order to you know make a decent upgrade at the deadline they were going to have to put him on the block because he does have a lot of upside you know, as we've talked about in the past and he's struggled, but he lately has, has been doing better. And, and I think, you know, that seems like the team has decided they want to give him a little bit more time to see what he's got. But I like both of these acquisitions. I think um, Haglin has, I read somewhere that he has been on every team that has knocked the caps out of the playoffs in the past, I think seven years, which is a pretty funny statistic, but um, you know it's nice to have him on the team he's a, he's a good player and uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna do a really good job of of uh, you know giving them some more depth um, Bowie you know it's it's kind of sad to see him go I saw he chose number uh, he chose uh, John Carlson's number 74 right as his new number and an homage to Carlson which I thought was really classy of him
0: his mentor yeah yeah
1: I thought that was a really nice story um, yeah, and, and Jensen, I, I like that one, too. I was kind of shocked by the how quickly they got him signed to a big contract. I mean, obviously, he's a big part of their future plans. So, uh, you know, that one, we really needed to, I think, address the the defense. We've talked before on the pod here about um, Orlov and, and uh, Niskanen's struggles this mm-hmm. season, and they, they really needed to improve the defense and um, you know, he can do some penalty killing too. So you know, the penalty kill hasn't been bad, but I, I feel like the amount of minutes that Carlson's been forced to play is not sustainable, that they're going to wear him out and we're going to need him with some freshness for the playoffs. So I, I think that since they've had Jensen, there was a, a article in the post from Isabel Krishudy in that um, in this past game against the senators, their three right-handed shots had almost a perfectly equal Workload with Jensen coming in right at 20 minutes or 20 minutes and one second, I think it was. And uh, Carlson and Niskanen both just over 20 and a half minutes. So Mm. it's already done something to kind of take the pressure off of of Carlson as far as minutes go. So, yeah, I like both the trades.
0: Yeah, and that's an important note just to take some weight off the top uh, defensive pairings. It will bode well going into the playoffs for sure. And you touched on the extension that the Caps gave to him right away uh was it four years
1: it was four years 10 million so two and a half a year which is not a bad cap hit for a guy who can take top four minutes
0: yeah and that was what the company deal was pretty much so so kind of my thinking when they gave that deal to him gave the extension and i know drew you may have been thinking the same way we thought that they were going to maybe deal orloff or something like that um were you surprised that after the extension that Nat still uh, the cap still stayed pat
2: Well, yes, actually I am, I, because they're, they're at max contracts. They're at 50 max contracts, and I suspect that they would do another one um, because they can take on another contract, whether it's an amateur, whether it's uh, an unsigned free agent, or whether it was going to be a trade. So I was surprised, they, and, and they, they didn't do that. But I'm satisfied with the trades that they did make, but considering they did it for need. All right? Um, I'm real pleased with Jensen's play so far. Um, and haggling. I love his speed, so um, I like what McClellan did at the deadline. Uh, part of me wishes they would have done more, but I'm not. You know, I still would have liked
1: to see Simmons. <laughs> would have been nice.
2: Yeah, it would have been. I would have loved to have had him on that third line.
1: Would have been nice, but overall, I think you know it's hard to argue that they didn't. You know, McClellan did a great job of addressing needs, as you mentioned, Drew, and you know, I, I think they've decided this is what they're going to this is what they're going forward with this is the team they're going to try to repeat with and and frankly I do think they're better they're better with Hagelin and Jensen than they were a week ago
0: yeah I think this roster is pretty much set and well rounded now um, you know again just Burkowski sticking with the team for the rest of the year I'm actually now a fan of that even though I was a proponent or a supporter of trying to trade him away to just get something for him. He's played really well these last probably month or so along with the rest of his line mates. And now it's about, you know, you don't really want to mess with that chemistry. And we hope that even if he's not producing points, I've noticed plays where he's still making an impact on a goal scoring play. Um, So it's good to see, I think, it makes the rest of the team feel kind of good, and he can continue playing now with even more confidence, you know, now that his mind isn't swirling every night, you know, am I getting traded or not? We already know uh, he's a bit mentally weak. We know the stories of how he's met with a sports psychologist and all that, so uh, just real quick, if you guys want to touch again on maybe Burkovsky staying and what we can expect from him going forward.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he's still here. I thought they were going to have to – trade him in order to improve themselves at the deadline and i think that you know mcclellan did a great job of managing to improve the roster without trading away a a kid who really is young and still has a lot of potential upside i think he's been playing with more confidence lately as you mentioned and he seems like he's trying harder he seems like he's working harder not to get knocked off the puck so easily he's battling more when he loses the puck to you know he's he's fighting more um, and trying to play a little bit more of a physical game, it seems like to me. And I think if he can add that into his game, that that would go a long way. I, I, for me, the thing that bothers me when I watch Burakovsky play a lot is the ease with which he kind of comes off the play when, he's not, when he doesn't have the puck. And his, his play without the puck is something he really needs to improve. And, and I think that if he can, then he's a solid piece. And if he can do that, it'll be good for him to still be with the club.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he plays up to the potential like we know he can, then it's, you know, it's great because he's a good player. It's just the inconsistency that drove us crazy. And, you know, I think he's cutting down on the turnovers as well. Um, So, you know, hopefully going forward, he just continues to keep playing better because if he raises his game even more, this Caps team just becomes even more deadlier. And the depth just uh, is off the charts if you can continue to get production from him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So we can touch on a couple other trades just around the league, not necessarily with the caps, but trade deadline day was pretty crazy. Um, most notably, I have written down Wayne Simmons went to the Predators. So he's out West. Um, Mark Stone went to Vegas. So that adds a lot of scoring. depth. Did you guys
1: team. see the video of him arriving at the Vegas airport? Did you guys see that?
0: Yeah, it was like a parade almost in there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was really funny. You know, I'll tell you one thing. Vegas does know how to – knows how to treat people right. That was pretty fun. You see the look on his face. He definitely (laughs) looked pretty shocked.
0: I mean, you go to Ottawa to Vegas. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that.
1: Yeah, the weather's a little nicer. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you guys. I used to live in Vegas. Oh, wow. I've got family out there. I went to UNLV
0: for a while. Oh, okay. So – Hopefully you're not a secret Vegas Golden Knight. Oh dad. no, no, no! <laughs>
1: I, you know, I was kind of, sort of rooting for them when I was like, "Oh, they're just an expansion team. How much can it matter?" But then, after
0: and they last really year, took off, yeah,
1: yeah. After last year, despite having family out there, I'm like, "Nope, they're dead to me."
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, you're not as outgoing uh, as for a fan as them as Bryce Harper was. Pretty much,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have had the uh, guts to show up at a any any team stadium in the other team's gear. I don't right. think at that point, but.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, just getting back to some of the other trades, most notably, we can talk about Columbus pretty much going all in for this playoff run. Well, they have to make the playoffs first, but, um, you know, they, they uh, acquired Duchesne and Dezingle, um, just adding a lot of speed and scoring ability now to that team. Do you guys think that Columbus can be really dangerous now? I mean, it seems like there's now a lot of pressure on them to finally get out of the first round. (laughs) Um, I would say so. Can you imagine if they don't
1: after making Uh, these trades? It would be
0: crazy. That would be be ugly. ugly. And, you know, um, they have lost like a game or two recently and they're sitting outside of a playoff spot right now. So um, a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Uh, but I think that team will be hard to beat, though, in a seven game series if they make it.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. They uh, you know, I thought if you had asked me two or three weeks ago that at this point they'd be without Bobrovsky and without Panarin and that they would have they would have been sellers at the deadline. And instead they went all in. So I'm I'm surprised by the decision. I, I don't know that in a season where you're sitting out of playoff contention, that w- that would be the one I would decide to go all in on but i guess we'll see what happens if they don't make the playoffs or if they get bounced again in the first round i have a feeling heads are going to roll in columbus
0: yeah because they've you know a lot of people have used the term you know mortgage their future pretty much because they've Mm -hmm. given away a lot of trades i mean yeah their future um draft picks rather sorry um but drew what do you think about you know columbus or any other uh trades made at the deadline
2: I'll, i'll start with um columbus um I know that they truly are all in. Excuse me. You know, they've pushed all their chips to the table. I just don't know, you know, how you can really mortgage probably most of your draft for this upcoming draft, the 2019 draft, and a partial 2020 draft. I know that they're on the younger side, but when you have those assets to be able to be used to to be able to draft – uh, players to you know re, to recoup, you know whether or not you make trades or injuries or retirement or, or whatever. Uh, I I just can't see getting having just two draft picks for the entire draft. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I personally think that you know if they don't make the playoffs, this a total bust. Um, they're going to lose Panarin. They're going to lose Barofsky. Um I know they've got Duchesne now tied up. So I don't know where they go from here if they don't even make it. I mean, they never want They've never won a playoff series, uh, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, we, they are loaded. Uh, they have a lot of weapons, you know. But you know, even I don't know if they're. I know they're playing Pittsburgh. To, uh, I know they're playing um, the Flyers tonight. But you know, post
0: and that game post- has just gone to overtime.
1: Oh,
2: okay. So nice. so if they lose. So if they lose tonight, that's one point in two games. So since the trade, you know, they've kind of cooled off. Um, So I I don't, we'll see how they, how it goes, you know, putting all their chips to the, to the middle. Um, The other trade, uh, you know, stone to Vegas make, you know, doesn't surprise me. You know, they had a lot of cap space, Um, you know, McPhee, they've kind of been middling in the, you know, I think they're in the mid sixties in points. And they kind of needed a shot in the arm, so it doesn't surprise me he traded for Stone. Um, you know he didn't really want to give up Branstrom uh, or Glass, and ultimately he gave up. You know his number two prospect, which for Ottawa is pretty good considering he's like the second coming of Carlson, as what it seems to see what I've um, read. Uh, same type of um, poor you kid, know, defenseman. Having to go to Ottawa so, from
1: Vegas, is terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you. Maybe, but again, you know, they're going to – he's going to be one of those – He's Branstrom's going to be one of those corner pieces for Ottawa in the future uh, that they're going to – I mean, they got picked stockpiled. Um, I think the kid is going to be uh, a pretty good defenseman when it's all said and done. He's already turning heads uh, playing now. So uh, I think that he's going to be a, a great player. Um, I guess the only other trade that's interesting to me <clears throat> is – You know, Simmons going to Nashville, Nashville doesn't really have, you know, they had James Neal uh, a few years ago. They no longer have him. And I think that Simmons is actually an upgrade uh, over Neal. I know Simmons has some mileage on him. He's had some injuries the past uh, year or two. But I think that's a pretty good fit, considering that that's kind of uh, a feature they need, especially having to go through most likely having to go through Winnipeg. Yeah, and I. So
0: I, sorry, I, I just heard how no, no, the Predators wanted to add kind of a heavy body or uh-huh. net net front presence pretty much. You know, they signed Brian Boyle, but Simmons um, at this point in his career is a little bit better than Brian Boyle and can certainly, uh, you know, muck up the front of the net and all that. And you're right, Drew, about, you know, playing uh, Winnipeg, another big team, um, a player like Simmons can probably help you.
1: Yeah, I like that trade, and I like the Mark Stone trade as well. To and and you know the Bruins, the Bruins got Coyle and Johansson, so yep. you know they they did they did some they did some work too, trying to make themselves better. It's going to be a really interesting stretch run here. And uh, the one team I'm most interested in though is the is the Blue Jackets. I really, I uh, you know after all of their nonsense with Koozie uh, this year, I would I would dearly love to see them have gone all in and missed the playoffs. That would be awesome.
0: Seriously, they would be flapping away.
1: Oh yeah. I would I would be sending them koozie bird <laughs> celebration gifts on Twitter for sure.
0: Exactly. All right. So real quick, I want to touch on kind of the big news of today's or tonight's hockey world is Tavares, uh, who plays for the Maple Leaves now. Going back, um, they're playing the Islanders at the Island tonight. They lost six to one, but um, the Maple Leafs lost six to one. But the big news are I guess at the beginning of the game the you know what kind of reception would Tavares get and it was not a good one he was booed when he came on out onto the ice uh they were throwing like plastic snakes onto the ice you know like he's a traitor I mean they had towels (laughs) that said traitor on them um just just really brutal and I just want to know from you guys it's kind of a personal question like if you were an Islanders fan would you be and you were at the game would you be booing him or would you show respect
1: Oh, this is hard with Bryce Harper signing with Philly today. Right. This is raw. Why I bring it up? I'm raw today about Bryce Harper. But you know, I'm not a I'm not one to boo um, players, even when Drew Storen came back. Who, if anybody deserves to be booed by Mm -hmm. Nats fans, it would be Storen. But you know, I'm just not. I, I can understand it. I can understand why people would do it, and I do feel betrayed by Bryce Harper signing with Philly. And I think what Tavares did was even more hurtful to islanders fans so i certainly get it but I, I just think you could be you could have a little class I, I think you know maybe turning their backs i saw somebody suggest on twitter like just everybody go silent and turn your back during the tribute videos and that <laughs> kind of thing like just do that you know what i mean if you want to make a point but the booing and the snakes and the, the did you see those awful dear john videos on twitter like no. I mean, it, it I got think, a yeah. little bit bad. So they made all these videos about how hurt they were by Tavares. I was like, good grief. You all sound like spurned exes. So well, I won't like... boo Bryce Harper, but I won't cheer for him either. If he'd gone anywhere else, I would have given him a nice welcome back to Nats Park. I won't cheer for him ever again.
0: Yeah, this, that's just – Bryce, I mean when that – Yeah,
2: I can see how you would you know, feel that way. I mean – They're throwing stuff at him, and uh, Tavares, uh, speaking to him first, um, you know, uh, the guy's been up there for eight, nine years, and he wanted to test free agency. You can't fault him for it. Um, You know, part of me is, if Tavares knew that he was going to go straight to free agency and test the waters, then at times he had said to them, well... Um no, I want to stay. I mean, if you're saying that you want to stay, but you didn't want to, I, I fault that. Personally, I kind of fault that to him. I mean, just, if you're going to be honest about it, say, look, I want to test for you and say, I don't, I, I'm not interested in, in being here. Um Or if I want to sign the extension to stay here, then then kind of right. say so. Or just so.
1: say nothing. If you don't want to say, I right. don't want to be here. You could have just not said you did.
2: <clears throat> exactly. So, uh, you know, he wanted to test for you and see, then, then so be it. I mean, he went to Toronto and you will know the honors went about their business and they're a good team, but <clears throat> you know, it's just the same thing, you know, thing with Harper, obviously he wanted the biggest contract. He wanted to be, to have technically, I guess he wanted to have the, mo, the, not necessarily the average per year, but it ends up being the, the bigger contract, but like, you know, the Nats shoved everything to the back end, so obviously he didn't want that type of contract, so he wasn't going to come here then. He could kind of um, have
1: negotiated it if he wanted to be here.
2: Right, but, I'm, you know, with the Nats saying, well, we're going to defer some of this, you know, the Phillies didn't. So if you had both the same contract in front of you, do you, would he have gone to Philly? I, I don't know. I mean, but he, he didn't have that in front of him, so it is what it is. Uh, personally, I think the Nats are going to be better off without him. I think they're going to be a better team. Uh, I I still think they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card, but uh, do you just think from, the
1: Phillies uh, from... are going to are going to take the NLEs. We're getting a little off in the weeds here.
2: But... Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, yes, I think they will. I think they will. But I, just from just from uh, from a you know draft pick from free agency point of view, you know it's the same thing as if Ovechkin be here for his first eight years and decided, look, you know wasn't such they didn't have any success and he wanted to test free agency. Would I boo him coming back? No, I mean it just that's the nature of the business.
1: I think it's b- more about the way you do it than doing it at all. And I think Tavares didn't handle it real well, and I don't honestly think Harper handled it real well either, but better than Tavares.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, right. I. Uh, I mean, I, that's that's a good point. All right. But like I said, I it's one of those things where you know we kind of just just you have to let it go. I mean, some diehards will, and and some some won't. Like I said,
1: I won't boo him, but I won't cheer.
2: (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) You know, personally for me, I wouldn't boo Tavares just because he had done so much for your franchise. You know, he had scored huge goals for them in the playoffs, helping them advance to the next round. He gave it, you know, his all, and Islanders never really surrounded him with too much. And, you know, when his free agency hit, he did whatever he needed to do. I don't I mean, He made a pretty good business decision. Toronto's a good team. You know, he's playing for his favorite team. How can you really turn that down? Um, and then Bryce, on the other hand, you know, I, I said I would not boo him if he took like a huge $400 million deal. But now that, you know, he's only going to make 25 a year, it's just weird that he would go there. Uh, he, that he would go there for that amount of money um but it is what it is we'll get a chance to see him up close really soon you know beginning of april philly comes to the uh, oh i've
1: got the tickets i'll be there Oh, you
0: already got them yeah Mm -hmm. and i was looking at them today Uh, i didn't purchase yet but um it's really going to be a fun atmosphere i'm sure and um this nl east will be a really good division this year overall
1: Yeah, it's going to be a wild one. Yep.
0: (laughs) All right. So just to remind everyone, we are a Caps podcast, but sometimes, (laughs) you know, we're all D.C. fans, though, and there was just a lot of breaking news today that we had to talk about. Um, But beside that, guys, maybe we can do predictions real quick for the Caps upcoming games. They play the Islanders tomorrow, obviously. Then they're at the Rangers and then at Philly. So actually a three-game road trip. Um, I think they'll go two and one islanders will be tough to beat even though they just played tonight um but and then you know two more road games uh it's no neither the rangers or flyers are pushovers even though they're sitting outside of the playoffs it will be tough games um amanda how do you think they fare
1: i'm gonna go they lose to the islanders tomorrow and they beat the rangers and the flyers
0: all righty sounds good um with that being said uh,
2: oh, oh my goodness um Hmm. Actually, I think that I'm. I know they got the got it's, it's the Islanders, and then the next three are the Islanders, and then Rangers the, and Flyers. I think Flyers. the Rangers and Flyers, right? Yep. I think that they end up going. Um, I think they end up going two and one. I don't. I think they'll lose tomorrow, and they'll beat the Rangers and the Flyers um, after that.
0: Yeah, I really want them to win tomorrow, though, because that's like the big one that you're really tested—a playoff-tested team.
1: Yeah, I really want them to win tomorrow too. But the way that I think, if they come out slow like they have the last several games and let the Flyers get a lead, they're not going—I mean, the Flyers let the Islanders get a lead, then they're not going to win. If if they get, I think if they try to come from behind, they're not going to have much success against a team as good as the Islanders.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it's type of game where the game can be lost in the first period if you don't show up.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And they haven't been showing up as a general uh, rule.
0: (laughs) Yep. But you know, they know how important this game is. They'll have two, you know, two and a half days of rest. So uh, they should definitely be ready for it. Um, I think they will be, it should be a great game. Um, But uh, all that being said, guys, I think that'll about do it for here in this episode of the DC power play. Thanks so much for listening in. If you enjoy the podcast, just want to remember you to subscribe and leave uh, any feedback we read that stuff and really appreciate it Uh, and also don't forget to check out dmvsportsnetwork.com and follow follow them on twitter at dmv underscore sn um thanks for listening and talk to you guys next week
1: all right good night guys go caps
2: yep yeah let's hopefully get a good win tomorrow